Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSIN. Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is hour number two of the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. Really fun first hour. We're planning to have an even more fun second hour. Coming up in 15 minutes, Matt Manicharian, the VP of Football and Data Analytics over at Sports Info Solutions, will be joining us to talk all things NFL. We'll get his thoughts on the rookie class now that we have players with teams. But joining us right now at the top of our number two, Hall of Fame odds maker over at the South Point Hotel and Casino, the one and only Vinny Mayulo. Vinny, hope all is well. We appreciate you joining us here this Friday morning. Boy, there's a lot going on. We were talking about it during the break. A lot going on this weekend in the world of sports. But the biggest, the the, the greatest two minutes in sports, the Kentucky Derby at Churchill Downs tomorrow. Uh, how are you guys getting ready for uh, for the Derby? Hey, uh, well, I'm getting my hat. My hat's being steamed right now. You know, <laughs> there you sure go. I, my, my derby hat. Um, Mint juleps uh, are already Actually, flowing. you know, we we do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, that we don't wait for, for tomorrow for that. You know, today's Oaks Day, actually, for the lady, the lady, uh, 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 the uh, the Phillies, their three-year-old, uh, their triple crown uh, gets off today. So it's another a good card, two of the best cards of the year uh, overall. But uh, today and tomorrow at Churchill Downs, guys. And um, – so here, here at South Point, we will have you know the Derby will be featured. It's these the most wagered race of the year in the United States. I mean, last year, uh, uh, nationally, uh, almost 180 million dollars bet just on the Kentucky Derby. Everybody gets involved in the Kentucky Derby, and that's great. And and we can, we love to feed off of that energy. So it'll be featured throughout the property. And as we talk uh, during the course of the football season, guys, as you know, we have a Super Bowl parties throughout the property. Well, we'll do the same thing tomorrow for the Kentucky Derby. So the way we expand the betting counter here to overlap into the race book for Super Bowl, the same will happen tomorrow. Uh, we'll have dedicated windows, uh, obviously, in the race book. Uh, the race book will uh, be featured the Derby, uh, but we'll have uh, uh, racing windows on the sports book side. And then we'll have our party upstairs, which will include uh, the aforementioned uh, uh, Derby hat contest. So uh, a lot of lot of prizes, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, everybody enjoys uh, the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. And as far as the race goes, guys, you know, the, the, the thing that 
that really makes uh, would people migrate to the Derby is this. First of all, you've got a favorite that's three to one, which is a pretty good price on a favorite. But you've got so many other factors in the Derby, unlike any other race. It brings the favorites back to the field, and it gives underdogs a chance, like we saw last year. Let's face it, right? So. Uh, you've got you know a, a huge crowd. You've got a long walk. It's like a marathon going from the barn to the track. Uh, you've got the first time horses are going this distance at a mile and a quarter. The field, uh, 20 horses, even though there have been uh, actually 19 now because we've had four scratches, which I'll update you on in a minute. Um, you know, so those factors really come into play. And uh, you know what? You you want to uh, you'll probably have a few horses. Uh, on uh, uh, not just uh, to win, but uh, on your exotic tickets as well. Uh, Vinny, Angel of Empires won four of the last six races that he's entered. Brad Cox, the trainer. How yep. much value do you put in the last race? I know the Derby's a longer run, so you've got to measure that as it goes into. But how much in handicapping do you put in the the jockey? I think he has Pratt, which is an outstanding jockey, and Cox, the trainer. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, Brad Cox has got more horses in this race than anybody. And Brad Cox, uh, a terrific turf trainer, Michael, but he's really, uh, in the last couple of years, uh, done a tremendous job with uh, with horses on the dirt. So, uh, uh, you know, it, and this is almost the Brad Cox, uh, uh, Todd Pletcher Invitational. When you look at uh, between the two of them, uh, they've got, uh, you know, uh, almost, almost half, the, they've got a third of the field. Um, but Flavian Pratt, you mentioned, uh, uh, a terrific uh, jockey as well. I, th- I look at the move in the Arkansas Derby, and I put some credence into that. And I think Mike Battaglia, the uh, Churchill Downs oddsmaker uh, who put the morning line together and, and put uh, uh, Angel of Empire at 8-1, to really took note of that as well. So it was a, uh, it was a monster move in, in, the, in the Arkansas Derby. Uh, and, and I think you have to uh, really take that into consideration because, again, you're going to stretch out uh, to a mile and a quarter here. Not that, not that the Derby is noted for closers, uh, but if uh, if a horse uh, makes a, a monster move like he did uh, pre- in, in a uh, previous race, that's something that I take note of. We're speaking with Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame Osmaker over at the South Point Hotel and Casino, talking all things Kentucky Derby. Vinny, well, earlier this morning, we saw the breaking news that Skinner was scratched from the race due to an elevated mm-hmm. temperature here. What are the conditions going to be like tomorrow here? And it looks like some of the horses not being able to uh, – to 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 at least safely be in those conditions there unfortunately Skinner uh being scratched from the race. Yeah. Well, you've got four horses scratched. Uh we knew about uh, practical move the 10 horse yesterday uh was scratched. You mentioned Skinner, uh Lord Miles who is uh, the 19 horse and Cont- uh, Continuar uh the 20 horse. Now we've got three also eligibles that will get into moved into the uh the it appears we lost Vinny there. So uh, we'll see if we can get Vinny Maiulo back on there. He was just kind of explaining that, that they're going to be bringing some more horses in there. Because, I mean, you think back to last year, Michael, Rich Strike was not originally scheduled to race. And yeah. they, it was added Friday evening, I believe it was, then goes off as 80-1, to 1, and it's the second biggest long shot to ever <laughs> win the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I mean, look, this is the, this this length of this race makes it very challenging, and so 
you know, the horses, there, there were, what, we had the extra post position, right? So we had the extra gates. So now we lose four horses. I don't know if they're going to need that, but if they're adding more, and you know this, Femi, if you're out there at the, the, the at the post position 20, it's, I don't think the horses won from out there. So it's very challenging until you know the post positions and some of these horses are going to enter in a kind of a tough spot. So I just hope that, you know, they can figure out what's actually going on there at Churchill Downs in terms of the health of these horses. Yeah, no, the health of the horses should be uh, first and foremost. And I believe we do have Vinny Maiulo back, Hall of Fame odds maker at the South Point, joining us talking all things the Kentucky Derby. Vinny, you were just in the middle of explaining kind of the shifting of like the mm -hmm. horses that have been scratched from the race and now adding some of those races. Could you please uh, continue there for our audience at home? Yeah, guys. Uh, so, again, four horses have been scratched so far, and that's uh, the nine uh, Skinner, the 10 Practical Move, and then the 19 and 20 Lord Miles and Continuar. So what we have now going uh, for the Derby, they have what are called also eligibles. Uh, these are horses that in the event there's a scratch or an illness or whatever the case, for whatever reason there's a scratch, these horses will be moved into the race. And they'll be moved in from the outside in. So you have to remember now that there's one gate for the Derby. Uh, there was a few years ago uh, where they adapted, uh, adjusted this. There used to be an auxiliary gate, which was really, you know, you, you didn't want to have that. You didn't want to be part of the auxiliary gate. Uh, but now you've got 19 horses. The three added are long shots, Cyclone Mischief, uh, which is a Dale Romans horse and was third to forte in both the Fountain of Youth and the uh, Florida Derby uh, at 30 to 1 on the morning line. Mandarin Hero at 20 to 1 and King Russell uh, with uh, Rafael uh, Bajarano on it. Now we're going to have to see uh, Bajarano. Uh, what we're going to have to see is what happens with Cyclone Mischief. Joel Rosario was listed on him on the morning line, but he was an also eligible. Uh, Joel Rosario uh, uh, scheduled to ride Disarm, the 11 horse. So we'll have to watch for a jockey uh, change there. Uh, but that's what happens. So as horses get scratched, the also eligibles become, uh, they come moved into the race. So as of right now, as we speak, there are still 19 runners for the Derby, and they'll get moved in from, everybody moves in from those positions uh, to where, you know, from uh, the, so from nine out, you know, those horses will be moved in. But the, but the remember this, when you're making your wagers, you're still going to go with that saddlecloth number. Mm -hmm. So just because, uh, you know, Skinner is at the not, Disarm is still the 11 horse, even though Disarm will be moved in. Okay, so uh, you want to pay close attention to that. Yeah, that's a great point, Vinny. And yeah. and I I read a book where if you bet a if you bet one of these, and I don't know what the South Point, if you bet a future on one of the horses who got scratched. You do not get your money back. But if you bet one of the horses that gets tracked the week of the Derby, you get your money back. Is that correct? Well, you know what, Michael? That's a good point. Uh, again, it's another example of knowing what your house rules are, right? I mean, uh, some, you know, typically in Kentucky Derby Future Books, all bets are action because typically the Kentucky Derby Future Book comes out right after uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile in the fall, right? Late October, early November. So, you know, we have no idea by, by the time we get to the, uh, you know, first Saturday in May, who's going, to, who's going to be in the race. I mean, obviously only 20 horses can run in the race, and you've got, you know, a couple of hundred horses uh, in, in, in a Kentucky Derby future book. Uh, but if a horse is scratched, typically, it, it, you, you know, it's – all bets are action for the most part. Uh, you know, that's how I've, I've always booked it. So – uh, you know, you, you kind of run the risk. You, you hope that the horse can get there. But again, it's a long way from the Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, to where we are, are going to be tomorrow for the Kentucky Derby.
Vinny, we got about 45 seconds left here. We were talking about this, about how this is a jam-packed weekend to bet on sports. I'm talking about the Kentucky Derby, NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, a big boxing fight, Canelo Alvarez, you know, the UFC 288 as well. Is this going to be one of the most bet on like weekends just in general in the calendar? Yeah, I think, you know, highlighted by the Derby. I mean, that's a good uh, a good point. And again, you know, the NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs, especially the NHL, this is the time of year where, uh, you know, uh, we get we get the highest handle and participation uh, when, when it comes to hockey. Uh, and, of course, the Golden Knights being in it uh, really adds to it here uh, in, in Las Vegas. So uh, NBA playoffs, the Lakers are still alive. And uh, this has always been a Laker town. I've always talked about it. I kind of wish that, you know, I get, we, get, we get selfish. And the UFC card, I know they do a great job of traveling all over the world. Uh, this one is in Newark, New Jersey, but it'll still be uh, very popular. And, 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 of course, the fights will start earlier. So you've got baseball all day long. You've got the Derby. And the Knights, by the way, play right, you know, they, uh, they puck drop right around the time the Derby uh, Hits the post. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Take those derby winnings and bet on some VGK. I'm sure Michael Lombardi is going out to UFC 288 out in Newark. You bet. Well. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That was Vinny Mayulo, Holiday Drive Mosmaker, right up there today. Over at the Southwind Hotel and Casino. Matt Manicharian, VP of Data Analytics over at Sports Info Solutions, joins us next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Michael Lombardi, Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here on a Friday morning, the day before the Derby. Tomorrow, Churchill Downs will be the spotlight of all the sports world eyes as we get the Kentucky Derby, the 149th running of the fastest two minutes in sports. But joining us right now to talk all things NFL, we had him on before the draft to get his thoughts and what the analytics would say about this draft class. Now let's recap said NFL draft. Matt Manicharian, the VP of Football Data and Analytics at Sports Info Solutions. Also, former NFL scout for our guy, Michael Lombardi here, joining us on the Lombardi line. Matt, hope all is well. We appreciate you joining us this morning here. And when you take a look at the the fits now that we have all the players, all 259 have been selected which rookie do you think will make the biggest impact in year one? There, you know, he's one of my favorite players in the draft, uh, even though people want to debate the running backs all the time. I think he'll be pretty productive in that offense. Um, but I also look back at those top two defensive players, uh, Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. Um, those are my favorite two players in the draft. I see no reason why they wouldn't be incredibly impactful as rookies. I think. Talent-wise, we could see 10-sack guys, each of them. You know, Matt, uh, the quarterbacks, we talk so much about them. A, were you surprised that Levis's complete decline to the second round? And were you even further surprised that Houston, which seems like it pivoted and went with C.J. Stroud? So, C.J. Stroud, not at all. I thought C.J. Stroud was the second-best quarterback the whole way through. I think, uh, um, you know, looking at the productivity – you know, you call me the analytics guy. Um, when you look at the productivity from the analytical standpoint, there's a big separation, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, and then you look at uh, your Richardson and your Levis. In terms of do I think there's a gap of 30 picks between Richardson and Levis? No, I, I don't think there should be. I think that they're both upside guys. I think the reason for that is uh, Richardson's 20 and Levis is 25. So if you're going to be betting on upside and something that you can develop, uh, taking you know, starting with the play that is Anthony Richardson, I think makes more sense to me. But for, for my taste, I would have seen them both probably more as late first, early second type guys than, than guys that you would go after that early just because the amount of development that's going to be required. We're speaking with Matt Manicharian, VP of Data and Football Analytics over at Sports Info Solutions, also former NFL scout, worked with Michael Lombardi in the league here. Well, was there a team that you, when you saw them drafting, just from a process standpoint, because we all have opinions on these players, but from a process standpoint, was there a team that kind of confused you with how they went about going and drafting players? Yeah, probably about half the teams confused me with how they <laughs> draft players. I mean, everybody wants to build around wide receivers first as opposed to getting the offensive line and defensive line. You know, there's, there's positional scarcity when it comes to certain positions, your quarterback, your offensive tackle. Everybody says, Positional value. What about positional scarcity? Mm. You can't find somebody to play tackle for you on day two, on day three, a lot of times. Uh, this is a hard position to fill, whereas receivers exist. Running backs exist. Um, it's not that I don't think they matter. I think that you can find them out there. So um, when I look at the teams, I mean, the biggest head scratcher, you start off with the Lions in the first round. I think their draft starts to make more sense when you start to piece together the full picture of what they're trying to do. But in terms of going running back, off-ball linebacker in the first round. Uh, you know, I, on the surface, I don't love that. Um, and then on the opposite side of it, you look at the Eagles, all they do is keep drafting defensive linemen from Georgia, and they're going to find themselves back in the Super Bowl probably. <laughs> yeah. Matt, you know the question that never gets asked very often is, if Detroit was so in love with with the running back, why didn't they just pick B. John Robinson at six? 
Like he's to me, I, I like Gibbs. He's a really good player, but I think Bichon was a, a, a cut above him. I think it, everybody would agree that. Like if you love the back so much and you needed him, and obviously they traded Swift. Why didn't they just pick the back at six? I know they traded down and got some more picks, all that, but you're talking about they passed on what I think is an elite weapon. So I don't have a good answer for you. I would say Gibbs as a receiver, I'm pretty excited about what he brings to the table in that sort of a role, but being the all-around player that Bijan is, I agree with you. There's a separation there. I think this is a PR move, Michael, when you look at it at the end of the day. A lot of people working in the NFL are better at the PR thing than me and you, and I think oh, how do I get around the nerds telling me I can't draft a running back a high? Well, first I trade down, and then I draft a running back high. Yeah. Now the nerds can only be <laughs> half mad at me. And so I, I really do think it's a little bit of a PR play. <laughs> that's, I, I, that's I don't disagree with him. I think he's right. I think, you know, it's like, okay, we traded down, but, you know, and we had I, – I but then they come out after the draft, and they tell you that they had – you know, they would have taken Gibbs at six. So that tells you they like Gibbs more than Robinson, but nobody's asked them the question that, you know? Like, yeah. shouldn't somebody say, don't you – how do you like Gibbs better than Robinson? I mean, explain that to me. Well, you know, Jim Irsay would have taken Anthony Richardson number one overall, apparently, um, even though – what? <laughs> what are we, what are we yeah. doing there exactly? So uh, everybody's – you know, it's still lion season. It's still lion season out here. It is still lion season. That's right. That is hilarious. And we talked about that a lot on the podcast about how the teams in the top 10 and top 15, for some some reason, somehow, they all got their number one player on their board. Yeah. It just it worked out it's perfectly amazing. for everybody. <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. We, we, I don't know why we need a draft. I don't know why they should just submit the name they want to pick to the commissioner and forget the draft. And we would save, we would save two hours. Yeah, it works out perfectly every time. Uh, one of my friends asked me, um, when you're in the draft room, after you make the pick, how come they're all always high-fiving in there? Why are they always I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get that either. I don't understand it. If you got the guy you wanted, what are you high-fiving about? Like, I don't know. And when have yeah, you ever won anything? <laughs> when have you ever won yeah. anything on draft day? I mean, they too. were high-fiving when Mitchell Trubisky got picked in the first round. How's How their hands feel now? Well, that's the thing. You got to high-five no matter what. If you don't get high-five, you're going to get fired. The GM says, why aren't you high-fiving? Everybody else is high-fiving around here. So you got to put on the show. Well, I, I think the, the the brass in Chicago that was high-fiving that Trubisky picked, they're now hands-free, Michael, since uh, – uh, No, they're, 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 they're the high-fiving the, they're, they're high the B. John Robinson pick. You don't think Ryan Pace has got a lot to say down in Atlanta? You're crazy. <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> well, let's continue on here. Uh, outside of the Philadelphia Eagles, who we mentioned, and everybody's been raving about Philadelphia, let's, so let's remove them from the equation. Was there a team that you loved how they went about drafting? Oh, was there a team that I loved? Um, you know, uh, as usual, a bunch of guys that uh, were different spots on a lot of people's boards ended up in New England. But I don't know how you can hate on trading down and then Christian Gonzalez had, had where they got him in the draft. I think there's just so much value there. And then you end up adding uh, adding to the mix also. Um, I, I look at that. I look at anybody who can who can trade down and still manage to get really good players. Uh, that's something that I'm interested in all the time. So uh, I'd start there, really. Yeah. I think the New England draft, those three offensive linemen they picked in the fourth round, if two of those guys, Matt, become starting offensive linemen, whether it's Sal, whether it's Mafi, you know, whether it's Andrews, one of those three guys, if they start three years, four, three years, that's an A draft. That you can't, if you could find an offensive lineman at those cheap numbers for starts for three years, it's a hell of a draft. 
yeah, develop him, get him in cheap. And uh, yeah, that, like we said, that's a position that's impossible to fill. So you got to have people in there to compete for it and go after it. Uh, hey, another team I'll throw out there based on our draft grades that we do at SIS, the Panthers. We like the mm. Panthers draft a lot. Not a lot of picks that they have. Obviously, Bryce Young at the top is going to be the headliner. But we did like the way that they filled in and got some good value later on in the draft there. So there's another one I'd throw into the mix. Nice. This is a pro Panthers show. Uh, we've been talking about the Panthers as the dark horse team to win the NFC South. So uh, yeah. that's music to our ears here. Uh, real quick, Matt, we've got about a minute left. What do you guys got working on at SIS? Now that the draft is over, how do you kind of transition heading into the regular season and so on and so forth? Yep, we're, we're going to head back in with our usual scouting operation. We cover any every NFL game and every FBS team game uh, in college football every year. Uh, we work with teams providing them data and analytics. We work with sports betting companies providing them some of that very similar information, a little bit more uh, predictive, but we're refining our models. We're, we're rebuilding our process. We're starting our draft, our summer scouting for next year. And we've got a really exciting thing that we're, uh, we're, we're trying to make offensive line scouting more objective. That's kind of our big initiative right now. So what we're trying to do is as opposed to the stats, which will never capture offensive line play, we're trying to really take scouting data and have that be measurable and consistent across all the prospects. Um, it's kind of a, an uncharted water for us, but that's the thing that I'm really excited about right now that we're, we're moving forward with this summer. That's awesome stuff there. And maybe, awesome stuff, maybe, maybe later in the summer we'll have the, the preview for this upcoming 2024 class. We'll talk some Caleb Williams and Drake May or something like that, since that's going to be the, the, the talk of the town next year this time. He is Matt Manichurian, VP of Football and Data Analytics over at Sports Info Solutions. Make sure you check him out there. Matt, we appreciate the time. Be well, man. Thanks, Thank Matt. All right. We will be back with more Lombardi Line on the other side. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The next 30 days are something I like to call a better's paradise. And for a limited time, you can subscribe to VEASAN for only $9.99. That gets you insight into daily baseball best bets, NBA, and NHL playoffs in VEASAN's Kentucky Derby betting guide that is out right now. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays by made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Also a top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abemfe alongside Michael Lombardi. Uh, we just had Matt Manicharian on, VP of Football and Data Analytics at Sports Info Solutions. Also, a former NFL scout working for you, Michael Lombardi, way back mm -hmm. in the day in the NFL there. So uh, thank you to Matt. He was uh, awesome. Had great stuff. Really cool stuff. That we, wish we almost had more time to talk to him about the stuff they have coming up in the future, trying to quantify offensive line scouting. I, I, kudos to them for trying to tackle that because that seems almost impossible, but we're, we're trying to get on the cutting edge of, uh, of scouting and analysis, and, and kudos to those guys doing that over at Sports Info Solutions. Yeah, I mean, look, scouting offensive linemen isn't that hard because they're involved in almost every single play. And so you get a chance to see them. You have to understand what their job is 
and what their role is and is simply just ask yourself the question, did they make the block or didn't they? Even sometimes when they make the block, if they're you know soft or they get pushed back, that's mm-hmm. not a good thing. So it's not that challenging to really – you just got to kind of study them and you'll see flexibility, why that's so important, the ability to adjust, the ability to get your second step on the ground so you have balance. It's a lot like wrestling. Yeah. Not WWE wrestling, like, you know, collegiate wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. You a big fan of the WWE stuff back in the day? I, I loved it when I was growing up, you know, when yeah. I thought it was real. But then when I realized it wasn't, I wasn't as much. But I like it. Yeah, it's entertaining. It's entertainment. I enjoy it. It is. No, it is entertaining. I think uh, we all go through a phase when we're younger. And my phase was like the Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and, and that, like the Undertaker, that phase. Uh, so it was, I still believe that was the greatest time for WWE back then called WWF. Uh, I haven't watched. I'll occasionally dip into Royal Rumble or WrestleMania every now and then now, but I have no context of the storylines or whatever. Uh, People did not come to listen to my takes on WWE or whatever, so let's get to it. They actually listened to. (laughs) Um, Michael, you were hard at work earlier this week. In fact, yesterday, posting a new article on vcent.com. I don't know where you find the time to write. I wrote it in the I wrote it in the morning before I started driving across the country. I wanted to write a little bit about what I wanted to talk about is you know we all talk about the draft right, mm-hmm. and we don't really discuss what happens inside the building. What is the plan for the player? You know we just assume the player is going to come in and because he got we got an A in the draft we're going to have this great draft right, and so the teams that really magnify their draft and get more out of it is they define the roles. And I was stuck with, I didn't write this. I should have put this in the article, but Walsh used to say the first year we'll teach them the system. The second year we'll develop the skills within the system. The second year is always so critical. And that's where you start to develop the player. But the first year they can help you, especially late in the season, you know, later in the year where you're getting into, you know, where they're starting to get some reps and starting to feel comfortable with what they're doing. So if you have the right plan, you can make something happen in that area. Yeah, and that's exactly what you highlighted in your article here. You said most NFL teams confuse hope with a plan and they are hoping to win, not planning to win. Adding talent is the first step developing talent is another one here's another interesting quote that you brought up as we're kind of getting into some of the teams that you highlighted in the article once again check it out at vsin.com where you can see all of michael lombardi's columns you said this about the washington commanders quote the commanders had an interesting draft devoting their resources towards helping their secondary which needed help the commanders have a talented roster with a huge question mark at quarterback as much as the draft takes the spotlight the win totals will not move unless the quarterback is proven. And that's why we're seeing the commander's win total at six and a half, because we've only seen one game of Sam Howell. Yeah. I mean, look, commanders have a guy as the offense coordinator in, in, in Eric B that is uh, people are outraged. He's not a head coach in the league for all his services. So if you've added an elite quarterback, elite offensive coordinator to your offensive staff, you got to feel like he's going to get the quarterback to play at a higher level, right? Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised at six and a half here because this is not a bad football team. I mean, I, I talk about uh, Ron Rivera about not winning, and it's true. It's there. But this is not a bad team. Now, I don't love their offensive line, but they, they signed Wiley, the right tackle from Kansas City. They've got Leno still at left tackle. Not in love with him, but they do. They've improved their inside of their line, you know, I think they're a back short. I really do. I I don't think Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson are elite backs. I think they're good backs, right? But if Biennemi is good, 
and Bieniemy is as creative and deserving as a head coaching job as many suspect he is in the league, mm-hmm. this could be a great opportunity for him to rise above it. And if you believe in him as a coach and you believe in him as a as a play caller, I mean, I don't know if they've got three better receivers. You know, they don't have Kelsey in Washington, but with McLaurin, Dotson, and Samuel, they've got three really good receivers to go along with Logan Thomas, who's not a bad tight end. I mean, this is going to come down to how. I, I, I just think, to me, six and a half is really low for a team that has a really good defense that added to their defense. And to put it into context, the commander's win total the past couple of years has been around seven and a half, eight and a half, eight in that range. Yeah. And the quarterback play they had was Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. Like, that's not good quarterback play. Howell would have to be an absolute disaster. Like, six and a half is almost projecting that, oh, we think he is terrible. I mean, I don't know how you can think that when we just haven't even seen him play. I mean, your Bears, Justin Fields, is at seven and a half. I mean, I think the Texans are at six and a half, right? Yeah. I mean, the Texans are at six and a half. I mean, only the Arizona Cardinals at five and a half, and that's because Murray's coming off of an injury. So, like, I don't know, you know, I don't understand, like, this to me, and this is not a team that's devoid of talent, especially defensively. I mean, look, how how much uh, worse could could Hal play than what they did last year with, with Carson Wentz? Exactly. I mean, think about this now. They were the number one team in third down defense. They were the number eight team in red zone defense. I mean, so they've got some real strengths there. Overall, in points and points allowed, they were seventh. In yards allowed, they were only third. It was hard to throw the football on them. Now, they couldn't intercept the ball. They were 28th in interceptions. So they drafted Forbes, who makes plays on the ball. And so, like, this team, to me, is undervalued. And everybody's saying, all the media says they, they hired – one of the best coaches in the league to coach their offense, and it's not translating over into their win total. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, that six-and-a-half number there. I'll have over six-and-a-half for the commanders in my pocket at some point this offseason, and maybe a little bit of a sprinkle on them to make the playoffs. Like, this, like they're not that far I, I don't understand how the Giants are ahead of them. I mean, the, the, the I could say this to you. The Giants roster isn't as good defensively like they don't have anybody. They just they, now they just resigned. You know they just resigned Dexter Lawrence, mm-hmm. good player. But Leonard Williams isn't man. the same as Jonathan Allen. Like they got Payne Allen, Sweat, Chase Young, who's really hasn't been healthy the whole season, with some younger players behind them. You know they've added to say, Forbes the corner. They added Martin, who's a very good nickelback free safety type player. I mean I I think they're undervalued, but I say that you know, concerned about the coaching from the head coaching point of view and also concerned about the quarterbacking. Yeah, no, I'm very, very intrigued by Sam Howell because we simply have not seen him. He could be great. He could be bad, but there's that uncertainty. So everything I believe is on the table. Let's stay in the NFC East. Here's what you had to say about the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles had a great draft and a great offseason and their win total of 10 and a half never moved. Although it's minus 150 for the over, Give me the five teams on their schedule that can beat the Eagles if they are healthy. You can't. So how will they not win 12 games? You're once again bullish on Philly. I don't know how they don't win 12. I know they'll be the hunted one, right? I know everybody has spent this offseason studying the six-back offense. Trust me, everybody has studied it. And they're going to – Philly's going to go through a little bit of an adjustment on how people want to defend them. There's no denying that. However, that being said is what – who's going to beat them on their schedule? 
You know, we're going to get the schedule on Thursday. They play in the NFC. You know, Washington beat them, and yet Washington's a six and a half on the over total. The Giants never come close to beating them. Dallas split with them, and I think Dallas has a chance. Do you think Detroit can come into Philly? Or I mean, no, I don't. Any of this north? No. How about the south? No. Other than San Francisco, that west, Seattle, maybe. But the, 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 who's beating the Rams? I mean, come on. I, I don't see it. I, I, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl, but to me it's hard for me to imagine they can't win 12 games. I'm looking at their away schedule right now. Of course, they have the NFC East teams. They're at Kansas City in the rematch of the Super Bowl, at the Rams, right. at the Patriots, at the Jets, at the Seahawks, at the Bucks. Like, at the Jets could be difficult, obviously. At Patriots, that's never easy. At the Chiefs, of course, a difficult game. That'll be the opening game. That's going to be your Thursday. When you, you sit so? back there and with your all your breeze for Justin Fields, you'll be watching that game to start your season. I think it's going to be Bengals at Chiefs to start the season. That's my prediction. Do you really? I do. I think wow. they, I, I think they see the budding rivalry with Burrow, Mahomes, the whole Burrowhead storyline and all that stuff. I think that's what we'll get week one opening night. We'll get some more from Michael Lombardi's column and also uh, give out some bets as well to wrap up the show. The Lombardi line here presented by BetMGM. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You should. You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards eligibility restrictions apply bet mgm and game sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe alongside Michael Lombardi. He's what back do you, what in the you got tonight? What, what, what do you got tonight, my man Femi? What are mm-hmm. you betting tonight? You betting Boston? You betting Philly? What do you got? So here's how I'm going to play tonight's game. I'm going to bet both of these okay. games because I okay. just, I'm, I'm going to go with my opinion here. And also, we're a little bit flush with some cash after Mike Somich's uh, winner that he gave me at the uh, Kentucky Oaks race number three there. Shout out to Smoke and T. We see you in the winner's circle. Uh, so I'm going to play two bets in Boston and Philly. I'm going to go with... Sixers first quarter and Sixers first half. And I'm going to just kind of split up the units there and just play it that way because I do think there's going to be some extra juice in the building there at the Wells Fargo Center with Embiid getting that MVP trophy. And the Sixers, not really a back against the wall situation since they did tie it up at one. It would obviously be advantageous to go ahead and go up 2 1 in the series. But I do think they're going to come out with that energy after getting blown off the floor in game number two. The crowd will be amped up. First MVP since Iverson way back in 2001. I'm going to go Sixers first quarter, Sixers first half, and then maybe I'm hoping to set up a scenario to where I can then take Boston in the second half. But that's not going to be an official play. That'll have to come if we get the scenario that we want. But Sixers first quarter, Sixers first half tonight. Then also in the Denver and Phoenix game, I'm going to lay four with Phoenix. I just I like them in this spot. I'm going to lay the four, and I think they make it a a 2-1 series. And without Chris Paul – Yep. Uh, back against the wall. You're just gonna play the. You're just gonna play the desperation play. This is really not a handicap. It's. it's a, you're just saying desperation. It's. You know. I think that. I. I think we make way too much about the momentum in the first quarter with Embiid. I mean, whether the, the, he wins the MVP or not, the crowd's gonna be jacked up. I think to me, it's about oh. can they function as an offense with him on the court. You know, and taking away the ball, and you know, and doing all those things, and how you know. I think it can revert. It can work the reverse. Oh, we got to get him the ball. We got to get him the ball. You know, we got to get him the ball. We let him score in the first half. I, I would rather, to me, and not that I'm a betting man, but I would rather play Embiid if he had a point total in the first half. You know, because he's going to want to. He's going to want to get his points. You well, know, I think he's going to want to get his points. I, I would typically agree with you with the kind of overrating the MVP angle in this one, but. Based uh, and I don't live out there in Philly. You obviously have a better pulse on what's going on out there in the city of brotherly love than I do. But just what I've seen on Twitter, I mean, Sixers fans really wanted this for him because Giannis oh, yeah. had two, Jokic had two. It was like, why is our guy getting overlooked? I it's think all, it's going to be an yeah, emotional I, night I, out there. I think to me, to be honest with you, I think it it became more important than winning. Yeah, I, I've said that to Howard Eskin. I think to me, now that he's won it, it's no longer. Whereas Iverson won it, he took it, thanked you, and he said, let's get back to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other night, Embiid was minus 23 in 27 minutes, Femi. It's terrible. Yeah, I know you're not allowed to say anything bad about him because he's the MVP, but he was minus 23. I mean, I think they, I think Boston likes it when he's on the court because it's, it allows them to run. It gets them into a better rhythm. It really does, and uh, you know that game in the first half was could have been a lot closer. But let's face it, Philly doesn't play good defense, total team defense, when when they can run it and get the fast pick transitional points. So I I think you know let's let's be honest. I mean, it wasn't that Boston shot lights out either. You know, I mean Tatum, what did Tatum have the other night? He had uh, he had seven yeah. points, and they won by how many? By like thirty something. 
<laughs> if you told me beforehand if Tatum had seven points, I'm like, oh my god, Philadelphia's up two zero. They're gonna the lose. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna lose. <laughs> but they, uh, they can't. I mean, here's the thing: they can't guard Jalen Brown off the dribble, right? I mean, he gets any any shot he wants, uh, and it, with the beat in there, it keeps it out. But he can get any shot he wants. You know, smarts that kind of smarts the driving force. He's the guy that kind of makes it really hard for him. I I just think it'll be it's gonna be a really hard game for Philly tonight. Well, here's a note that our producer Elliot Bowman just texted me. He said that for my first half bet with Sixers first quarter, Sixers first half, Allen Iverson back in 2001 after receiving the MVP trophy against the Toronto Raptors dropped 29 in the first half in that game. Uh, but I mean, I watched that game. I was actually umpiring my Matthews baseball game. It was little league. I was uh, I had to go do a game and I was like watching my phone and then I could that uh, was full. I mean, I loved that team. You know, I love that team. I love that Sixer team. They played hard. I love Larry mm-hmm. Brown. They competed. You know, Eric Snow. You know, everybody knew their role on that team. I think, to me, this team doesn't as many games. I don't think they know their role. I think that their role is to get let him beat score, to win the MVP. Now that he's done that, where are we going? Yeah, no. The, and and the, I think that's fair. But I think on this night, a Friday night, it's a chance Keep for the crowd to be hydrated. I love how you talk well, yourself well, in the bet. I don't need to talk myself. I love how you make the bet. I love how you do it. I love how you talk yourself. It's gonna be a hydrated crowd. We'll put it that way. The, the crowd will be. Oh, they're hydrated. always hydrated in Philly. But, I mean, come on. You don't think they're? I mean, but Friday, you know, they don't a ring that. Special, you know. No. Ah, come on. They ring that bell. You know, they're, they're going to ring that bell. It's going to be highlighted. It'll be alive. But look, as a Sixer fan, I've seen a lot of the times where that we've been alive in the crowd and the team does comes out flat. I think yeah. it works a little differently. I, I, I just have a hard time. You know, everybody assumes because he's won the MVP, they're going to be really good. I, I just think to me, when you watch that game, like Howard did the other night and they had no rhythm, can they get it back? I don't know. Yeah. Well, hopefully they do, at least in the first half, because uh, I'm going to bet first quarter and first half with the Philadelphia Sixers and, uh, and we'll see how it works. As for my son's play, this to me is just a rest angle. Uh, the, the Suns, I mean, those first game one and game two, there was just one day in between playing at altitude. Durant, Booker, those guys are playing in the mid-40s in terms of the minutes. They really needed a break. Now you leave the altitude. You go back to the Valley of the Sun. You've had it since Monday to get back and kind of sit in the ice bath, whatever you got to do to recuperate and get going with your back against the wall. That's the play, this this one right now with Phoenix laying four right now across the board here. I like the Suns to, uh, to make this a 2-1 series, but I do think Denver wins game four, and then Denver also would win game five. I think the Nuggets get these guys out of there in five games. But Phoenix tonight, they're going to go ahead and get it done. I got it. I hear you. I got it. I like it. I like it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'd play it, but I like it. We got three minutes left. Let's get back to your VEASAN.com article that you wrote. Once again, check this out. VEASAN.com, Michael Lombardi uh, has written a column. It was posted yesterday about how teams can sometimes confuse hope with an actual plan. And you talked about the two teams in the AFC East, which is really going to be a fun division this upcoming season with Aaron Rodgers now in the New York Jets. You had this to say. The Bills are at 10.5 in terms of their win total, and the Jets are at 9.5. Are we sure the Bills are the better team now with Rodgers at quarterback in New York? I'm not. The Jets have a better defense, and with good quarterback play, they're at least even with the Bills. I'm not completely on board with the Jets' hype train, but I'm not sold on the Bills being great again this season. Yeah, I mean, look, I think you have to be really take a step back and say, why are the Bills going to be better? I mean, Poyer and Hyde will be healthy this year, but they're over 30 years old. Can they stay healthy? Can Von Miller stay healthy? (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, bless you. Can can Von Miller stay healthy, right? You know, I mean, this offensive line, now they've changed. I think the interesting thing that often happens with drafts, Femi, 
is sometimes players change who you are. And Dalton Kincaid, they trade up to get him, and I think he's going to be a fabulous tight end to go along with Dawson Knox. Like, I can't see them keeping – I can't see them taking Kincaid or Knox off the field on third down to put Kelhill Shaker in. Like, I can't see that. Like, or Justin Shorter in or Trent Sheffield in. Like, I think they're going to be a 12 team. And if they're a 12 team, they sign Latavius Murray. Mm -hmm. That gives them a power running back. And then they can alternate James Cook in there or Damian Harris. So, for me, I think for them – to really take a giant step forward, they've got to improve their line, but they also got to improve their mentality. They've got to be able to run the ball without Josh Allen being the ball carrier. Yeah, you know, Buffalo, it almost feels like to me that they're going to almost be a little underrated heading into the season because I think a lot of people are feeling sour on this team just based on the second half of last season. Also, I mean, they got their tails kicked in that divisional game against Cincinnati. I, well, they couldn't block them. I mean, they, they couldn't, couldn't block yeah. Cincinnati. Let's be let's be honest, and and they couldn't rush Cincinnati. Cincinnati was playing with three backup linemen. So, like, I I don't know, like, how you know. I I think to me the reality of it is is you got to look at it and say, wait a minute, how good are they? Hmm. And last year they turned the ball over quite a bit. I mean, they turned the ball over quite a bit, and they can't do that. And when Allen's not involved in the run game, they just didn't look normal. So do you think we should have like a co-favorite situation in the AFC East with the Jets? I, I think, I mean, if the Jets were better in the offensive line, with, especially at the tackle position, with Becton unsure, Dwayne Brown is age. But I think, that to me, the Jets are a more complete team than, than Buffalo right now. they got to prove it, on paper, that is. Mm. Well, we'll see it this fall for the 2023 season. That does it for us here for Michael Lombardi, for our producer Elliot Bowman, I'm Femi Bebefe. We wish you all the best of luck. VEASAN Best Bets is coming up next here on the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.